Hi there. Thank you for joining us on the Redeemer Church Podcast. Here at Redeemer, we exist to see Christ exalted in our church, community, and world. It is our mission to lead people into the presence of God, devotion to His Word, authentic fellowship with others, and discovering their ministry. We hope that this podcast is just one of the ways you connect to God's presence this week. Let's check out this week's message. From Matthew chapter 6. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet our heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you... By worrying, add a single hour to your life. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. As we tie a bow on 2021, many look to the new year with great anticipation And also great excitement, but if we are honest with one another, we may also look to the new year with a little bit of worry, a little bit of concern, and that's primarily rooted in our complete lack of control. We fear the unknown. I have read research that claims that almost 90% of what we worry about never happens. 90% never happens. In fact, as I was preparing this short message, I was thinking back on 2019, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit to you that there are two significant things that took place in my life in 2019 that I worried about every single day. In fact, I spent more time worrying and getting that tension in my neck over these two things in my life. I spent more time worrying than I did in prayer. And as you might imagine, what I worried about didn't happen. Over 500 years ago, a famous French philosopher famously stated, my life has been filled with terrible misfortune, most of which never happened. And yet, regardless of what probably won't happen, we are instinctively suspicious about the new year. And again, it comes back to our lack of control. We just don't know what the new year might hold. So we're going to begin this teaching moment this morning with me walking you through a prayer exercise that is designed to directly confront any worry that you have about 2022. I hope that excites you a little bit because something in that new year might concern you today. So lean into this moment. I've I've walked through this prayer exercise with many people in this church as they've looked ahead on their calendar at a surgery, as they anticipate an operating room. So I invite you to close your eyes. I invite you to close your eyes and bow your heads this morning. And picture turning the calendar to January. 
January 2022, a new year. And now just being honest with yourself, visualize whatever you're worried about. Is it a person? Maybe a fractured relationship that needs mending. Is it an event, a meeting, an interview, a job change, a possible move to a new city? Is it a big decision that you know you need to make, but you've been avoiding it? Is it a conversation that you've been planning for months? Is it a doctor's office, a follow-up appointment, or an operating room? Students, is it a classroom, or a tryout, or a college application? Whatever it is that you might be worried about in 2022, I invite you now to visualize Jesus there. In whatever form is best for you, picture his radiance, his light. Maybe focus for a moment on the features of his face and relax. Breathe in his presence. Visualize him there, fully present in your future. And now in his radiance and light, picture him turning directly to you and looking at you with a smile. Allow the Holy Spirit to make you aware right now that whenever you arrive there in the future, he will be there. That event or that decision or that doctor's office or that interview, whatever it is, picture him already there. Picture him walking around, lifting his strong hands and healing and blessing and filling every corner with his light. Whatever it is, he will be there to welcome you. And now take a moment and simply whisper, thank you, Lord. And turn your attention again to this moment and this place and this day. And know that the future is in good hands. Your future is in good hands. For that reason alone, do not worry about tomorrow. Instead, stay focused on what God is doing today.
Well, good morning. My name is Allison Myers. I'm a longtime member here at Redeemer and also part of the worship team. This is my first time ever talking in big church, and I'm 11 still, and I call it big church, and I will for the rest of my life. So I want to say thank you to Adam for this opportunity, and also thank you to the five other people that turned him down before um, I was asked. Really, really, really appreciate that so I could have this opportunity. So let's all take one big deep breath together and release. Life is funny. And by life, I mean just like plain old, regular, everyday life. But we miss it a lot of times, don't we? I know I miss it. Um, My husband, Ryan, always says, in any given day, all of us have something to celebrate and something to grieve. Think about that. It's true, right? Like, we all have something to be grateful for and something that is so stressful, And it seems that what wins most often in the fight for our attention is the hard and the stressful things. So I say again, life is funny, hilarious often, but we miss it when we're so zeroed in on the difficulty of a certain situation. When we run our lives so hard that we have no margin and when we want control so bad that we have this white knuckle grip on every moment. Something as simple as looking around and noticing the little humorous moments going on all around us can feel actually like an inconvenience. But we need it. We need to laugh. It is so good for us. And I know we don't all think the same kinds of things are funny. Um, I actually, and this is, I'm not proud of this. I'm just being honest. Safe spaces, okay? All of us together. I think it's really funny when people fall down. I don't want anyone to get hurt, but like, you know what I'm talking about? Like those videos, like the mashup videos on YouTube of people falling, specifically people falling on ice. Again, I don't want anyone to get hurt, but man, it's just, it's just really funny. And everyone's got their thing. Like sometimes it's like babies and puppies and, or whatever. But like you have your, that thing that just gets you tickled. That just makes you laugh. And sometimes you just get to laughing and it's like, you know what I'm talking about? Like your stomach is hurting and you're crying because you're just laughing so, so, so hard. Like when was the last time? Be honest with yourself. When was the last time you let yourself laugh hard like that? And the other thing that's so great about laughter is it's contagious, right? One person gets laughing really, really hard, and you're there, I, or at least me, I'm in it. Like, I'm there. Charlie Chaplin, the comedian, is credited with saying this, a day without laughter is a day wasted. I don't know anything about the rest of the way that guy lived his life. I don't know if anything else he ever said was any good, but this I agree with. You may have heard the saying, laughter is good medicine. Well, that saying has its origins in Scripture. That's right. Solomon says in Proverbs, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. And God's truths are echoed everywhere. Just to reinforce them, he like plants them little places. And I love it so, so, so much. Even science and the medical world is noticing this particular truth. Gelatology is the study of laughter and its effects on the body. And its effects are many. According to the Mayo Clinic, some short-term effects of a good laugh are it can stimulate several of your major organs, including your heart and your lungs. 
It can activate and relieve your stress response. It soothes tension. Long-term effects. This is of laughing. This is of laughing on a regular basis. Long-term effects are a boosted immune system. It can relieve pain. It can make it easier to deal with difficult situations. It can help you connect with others. And it can improve your mood. Who knew? The fitness world's getting in on this, too. I learned when I was researching for this, there is such a thing as laughter yoga. This is real. This is a real thing in the world. You can do this. It's all the, like, stretching and breathing of regular yoga, but then you laugh, which is me if I'm doing yoga anyway. <laughs> so as I, maybe I invented it. I don't know. Uh, once again, Solomon reminds us in Ecclesiastes, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to laugh and a time to weep. There is a time to laugh. And you can't tell me that God doesn't have a sense of humor because all you got to do is look around the created world and it is right there. Have you ever seen a blobfish or a sock-nosed antelope, baboons, platypus? Do you know what I'm talking about? These things are funny. Also, llamas. Also llamas, those guys. Will laughter fix all of our problems? Nope. Will it make things that we lost come back? No. Will it prevent future pain? No. But if we put enough space in our life to be able to look around, and if we hold our hands open in a posture of trust in our good God, we might just realize that there is a reason to smile and laugh today. I want to leave you with a challenge. Laugh today. In fact, spend the next five days, the five days that we have left in this year, making space for joy and some of that good medicine. So let's laugh together. Yo, ride them, cowboys! Woo-hoo! Yeah! <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I surrender! I'll tell you what you want to know. <laughs> Do you want to tell me what it is you think you're doing? <laughs> Just give me a few laughs, sir. And the American Journal of Medicine has found that laughter increases secretion of catecholamines and endorphins, which in turn increases oxygenation of the blood, relaxes the arteries, speeds up the heart, decreases blood pressure, which has a positive effect on all cardiovascular and respiratory ailments, as well as overall increasing the immune system response. Smart clown, eh?
laughter truly is like medicine. I think we could all use more of it in our lives. As someone that can be a bit more introverted, my decompression looks a little bit different than Allison's. When life gets crazy or overwhelming and I just don't seem to know where to turn, I like to sit by myself in front of a raging fire of sorts, looking deeply into it, and I start to ponder on kind of the basics of life. And and why am I here? What am I doing? What is this all about? And in those moments, my objective is to pare back life back to what really matters, my relationship with God. And I strongly believe that the most important thing in life is to develop a strong relationship with God because all good things flow out of the fountain of a deep relationship with our Creator. And that's really why we were created in the first place. Jesus said this in John 14, 15 through 21. I'll read it for us. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Do you notice some of the relationship language here? Because of Jesus' love for us, he will send us an advocate that will help us and to be with us forever. That is the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I think we forget about the significance of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit empowered Jesus' ministry. The Spirit turned a fisherman into a person whose shadow just had to fall on people and heal them in the Apostle Peter. The Spirit converted one of the biggest persecutors of the church in Saul into perhaps the biggest church planter the world has seen in Paul. Through the Holy Spirit, God truly is Emmanuel. He is with us. But it's so much more than that. He's not just with us, he's in us. Did you notice the mind-blowing thing that Jesus said? I am in my Father. You are in me, and I am in you. That's unity language. It reminds me a lot of marriage. How a man and a woman through marriage are united together as one flesh. They're fused. It's as if you can't see the male from the female, the husband from the wife. They're together as one. They're inseparable. This is what God promises to do with us. Fuse us to himself in an inseparable manner. Speaking of marriages, I'm not sure where I heard this story from long ago, uh, but there was this couple who loved to take long drives together in their old pickup truck. You know, with the old trucks that had the front bench seat. And the wife 
would, was talking to the husband and say, do you remember when we were young and in love and I would sit here right in the middle and you would wrap your arm around me and we would drive for hours just enjoying one another. She looked deeply at him and said, whatever happened to those days? The husband turns and lovingly looks at his wife and says, I'm still right here. I haven't moved. And so the wife has slid away over time and is sitting in the other seat and he's saying, I'm here. I would still love to be that with you. I'm still in that moment. And I think that's what we do with us and God. Through the Holy Spirit, God has fused himself together with us. His spirit literally lives inside of us. God hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I say all of that to say this. If we are not experiencing God's presence in our life, it's because we are not seeking him, not because he cannot be found. If the dryness or the busyness of life or even the Christmas season and all the hustle and bustle has left you feeling spiritually dry, today consider sliding back to God in the bench seat. He's still there. He would still love to wrap his loving arms over you and love on you like the good old days. Today, let's refocus on what really matters and slide back on over to God. We'll praise his name extended living room. Um, Adam talking about the prayer for the future. That was so powerful. And laughter being good like a medicine from Allison. And then Dave talking about the presence, the power of the presence. I'm going to take just a moment and talk about and reflect on our past and think about things that may have happened this past year or even in years past that can be categorized as regrets or disappointments, moments of feeling lost or maybe even far away from God. Um, I wrote this song from the perspective of a prodigal son, and Jesus shares this story in Luke 15 um, about the prodigal with an audience of these people, the Pharisees and the scribes. They were grumbling and they were complaining because Jesus was eating with the tax collectors and all the sinners, and they didn't like it. And this parable that Jesus shares in Luke is not a story about sins, but about lostness. It's not about the badness, but about our awayness. And the emphasis is not so much on the sons, but more on the father revealing his heart of love towards those that are undeserving, which is all of us 
Pharisees, scribes, sinners, saints, whatever you want to categorize, it's all of us. A couple of weeks ago, I was able to preach on love, the good news of love. And the benediction was this, God loves you and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And for some reason, I can't just get past this love sermon. So this is love sermon 2.0 this morning. Is that okay? In music form. So 20 years ago, I wrote this song. And the beauty of the truth of scripture is whether it's spoken or whether it's sung, it's unchanging. It's foundational. Um, It can be something that we hold on to, our anchor. The message is still the same. God is waiting for all of us. Arms open wide. He hasn't moved, Dave. He hasn't moved. We are the ones that drift away to a far country. In Luke 15, beginning, it says this, there was a man who had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided the property between them. And not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And later on it says, but when he came to himself, he said, I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But here's what the father does. But while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And they celebrated the lost son who came back home. Bottom line, God is waiting patiently for us to come back home with our baggage, with our regrets, with our pain, with our imperfections. I really have no idea what has happened to you this year or in years past that may have sent you adrift to the far country. But this morning, I'm going to give us all an opportunity to just reflect on maybe the regrets and the broken woundedness in us. And seeing a song over us from the perspective of the prodigal. Jesus is calling us back home and he's waiting to celebrate each of us. There is hope. There is forgiveness. There is healing right here, right now. It's a gift. All you have to do is open it. So just come home. He hasn't moved. In fact, he's pursuing you. He's running toward you now to embrace you. And there's nothing you can do to make him love you any more than he does right in this moment, just as you are. So come home. Open wide. 
Once again, thank you for listening to the Redeemer Church Podcast. To stay connected to all that God is doing here at Redeemer, visit our website at RedeemerTulsa.org or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a blessed week.